Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always got all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Monday, June 19th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer DeQuinick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, Dylan Bishop, happy to have you with us here. A lot to cover on this edition of the Sports Mix. First, we'll start off recapping post-14's weekend at their own tournament. Then in the next segment, we'll talk Bob Huggins as his departure from West Virginia following a DUI on Friday night. Then on the third segment, we'll talk Bradley Beal, who is now leaving Washington after his own or after the team decides to go into rebuild. And then we'll talk Nats and O's to end things as well. But let's get in and talk post-14 Friday night. They were able to get the victory over the West Lawn Owls in a pretty good matchup for them um, where it saw uh, them take the game nine to two really it was that big fifth inning that they scored uh five runs in uh as the away team in it that that got them the victory carson boober on the mound for five innings trevor Bohr came in for an inning and griffin horowitz made his debut and struck out two uh, but overall i think that first game was pretty good you got balanced offense you got 10 hits from the team nine runs and then on saturday they were able to beat westminster 14 to 4 another big fifth inning for them as they scored six runs but also four in the third to run rule in five innings uh, but yesterday they fell to boonesboro post 10 5 to 4 in extras nick uh you know is a boonesboro team that had some pretty good pitching coming but for lane DeLauder, you know just a couple mistakes that really gave away the game and the offense unable to uh you know really come through because it was hard to hit off that pitcher yeah i believe though if i saw it right boonsborough ended up being leesburg yeah they did so, they beat them you know you were only one run away from knocking them off and we know that the hornets struggled against leesburg in uh their earlier matchup so i think this team has already shown some improvement um even with the loss you know yesterday uh, to be that close, and then that team goes on to beat, you know, a really good Leesburg team in the championship. I think gives you a lot of confidence that you're you're getting better and uh, you're headed in the right direction as a program. So, um, you know, obviously a good weekend overall. Not the over, the uh, result that you wanted in the um, you know semifinal game but you battled you were down early you came back you made it close you went to extras just came up a little bit short so you know a few things go their way uh you know maybe a questionable call there on a pitch that led to that at bat i mean you're not gonna blame the umpire obviously but you know i thought it was a strike on a, a previous pitch and then they ended up walking the batter and then uh holmes comes through with that hit for Boonesboro and maybe things go a little bit differently but also Boonesboro made some mistakes defensively to help get you back in the game so there's a lot of things that play a factor in, in a win or a loss in baseball um, but ultimately it was a good weekend for this team and I think you know they'll build off of this and uh, the fact that they were pretty competitive with that Boonesboro team and then you see that Lewisburg who run ruled you earlier loses to that team I think shows a little bit of progress in terms of development for this group and uh, 
you know, still got to be very excited about the uh, Hornets season for the remainder of the year. Yeah, I think overall it's a positive weekend for them, even though they don't end up winning the tournament. Like you said, you lost to the team that did win the tournament. So in the in the end, I think those two wins that you got early on are very positive. The bats came alive like they usually do up and down the lineup. And you had a you know a good, not great pitching performance from Lane DeLauder in his debut, you know, shaking some of the rust off after a layoff from the state championship tournament until now there's a bit of a layoff for him so that's optimistic going on for the rest of the season you know you didn't have all of your team for every game in the tournament but it's uh still i think it was a good weekend for them overall it's a positive experience like it was a good team boonesboro and gavin hartman that went to mound for them was very good at pitching to contact uh, and making it soft contact that was easy for his fielders to to get to. And also... Great plays by the fielders. Right. The ones that weren't super easy to get to, they were still getting there. It was a great diving play at shortstop in, and in left field on a couple of plays. Uh, hits by Baden Hartman and uh, Landon Sifford, if I remember correctly. So, hey, you just ran into a good team. Sometimes it happens. Yeah, I mean, the fact that they were able to fight back, though, even though, as Nick mentioned... Uh, it was a few errors that kind of gave the opportunity for Berkeley Post 14 to fight back. You like the fact that they never gave up. They never said, ah, oh, this pitcher's too much. No, they were determined to still put some pressure on with runners on, get to that point where they could finally put some runs up, tie that game, force extra innings. And even before that, in the games that you won, you got to see some of the youth come out in that game against uh, Westminster. You got to see some of the junior guys called up. So I thought that was a big positive for the senior team, the fact that you got guys coming through the ranks now since it's the first year with the uh, junior team that also we got the C play, got the win. I can't remember if they won against Waynesboro or not Friday. They did not play that game. Oh, they didn't play it at all? Okay, so never mind then on that, but... The fact that they got to play some baseball this weekend is a positive sign because we got to see, I think it was at one point, the entire infield was all from the 17U team in that game. Yeah, Alex Yeah, I believe everybody but first base. Yeah, you might. And catcher, but yeah, and pitcher, but... (laughs) (laughs) I was just going with what Tripp said, okay? Yeah, Yeah, second, short, and third, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dupree, Danner, and Henderson. Yeah. Yeah. All right, while we were talking about post-14, let's talk about a former post-14 player uh, who is going to West Virginia. Talked a little about it on Friday. He will be on the show on Wednesday, that being Kyle West, making his decision uh, to go to West Virginia to join uh, J.J. Weatherholt. Is that his name? Hmm? And uh, he'll likely play first base, but he'll play wherever he's needed to play. Uh, but he uh, he had two homers this weekend, a three-run shot, and then a no-doubter to center field yesterday for the Green Bay Rockers. Uh, from talking to him the other day, he is actually going to be in Morgantown tomorrow for his official visit and traveling there today. And then so on Wednesday, we'll catch up with him. But he caught up with Kaz over the weekend, Rick Kozlowski of the Journal. And uh, I guess we'll have to talk to him about it. But it's a hard decision between West Virginia and Maryland of where he wanted to go. He said 15 to 20 Division One programs reached out to him, made offers to West. Uh, but uh, he ultimately chooses West Virginia. We'll talk to him about that on Wednesday. Excited to catch up with him as he's killing it up there in the Northwood Leagues. That makes sense that those would be the two top schools because they're both very close uh, to home. And also the fact that 
Both of them have been successful baseball programs recently. Maryland's built a, a really solid program in WVU, as we know, uh, has a lot coming back. But I think the fact that it was WVU, you know, probably the team he grew up rooting for, uh, that probably gave them the slight edge over the Terps. But uh, Maryland has certainly done, you know, a really good job in baseball. So, you know, it makes sense that you'd be between those two schools. Uh, but interested to see what he says about it and. You know, just a great player is Kyle West as he continues to shine. Like you said, Spencer, just killing it this this summer. So I think that's really positive for uh, both him and West Virginia is the fact that he's doing so well in the summer league, which means that it wasn't, you know, a fluke what he put up in the spring. Not that we thought that, but you might think that if you're just saying, oh, he's a D2 guy. You know, what can There's he bring? There's plenty at the of D1 Division one players on his exactly. roster right yeah. now that he's with. So, yeah, I mean, it just, I think it goes to show, you know, that he grinded it out there at the University of Charleston, which perfect timing for him to hit the portal uh, because it comes out over the weekend that University of Charleston's head coach, Robbie Britt, has accepted a job at Eastern Michigan to be their head football coach, or I mean, baseball coach, excuse me. To the head football coaching job. That'd be quite the twist. <laughs> head baseball coach so Ted Lasso at Eastern Michigan. <laughs> so uh, it seems like. Kyle West, uh, you know, got out of there before everybody else hit the portal and uh, probably had the most options of probably everybody on that team. Yeah, it'll be great to get to talk to him a bit Wednesday to hear uh, just this opportunity, what led to his decision and what he's looking forward to to, uh, being a Mountaineer and get to hear after his official visit because that's one tough thing too is – you haven't made a visit yet, but you already kind of made your well, decision. Obviously, he's probably been there a few times. He's yeah, grown up in this say, area. But probably been there. Still, though, visiting the program, I guess, and getting to see the facility maybe for yeah, the, the first time, I don't know. That's why it'll yeah. be good to Let's, talk uh, to him and figure that out. Look at some of the schools on that, that he plays with, some of the guys on the roster that he plays with. The University of Hawaii, University of Arkansas, Princeton, UCLA, Georgia State, Arkansas, Kansas. Uh, what Arizona's on there. Um, Kentucky's on there as well. Uh, Kansas State is on there. Creighton is on there. So, you know, a lot of D1 players are on the roster that he plays with, and he's leading the team in home runs and RBIs and hits. So he He's definitely just seen the deserves, ball really well lately. He definitely deserves to be at the Division One level. We'll talk to him again Wednesday, I believe, at twelve twenty. I'll confirm with him uh, in the coming couple of days. But uh, if you want to read that article by Rick Kozlowski, very good article as always by Rick on the Journal. Go to thejournalnews.net. Uh, but uh, let's step aside for our first break of the day. Segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to Hagerstown Ford. Dot com for more on their side of this break we'll talk bob huggins as uh he's no longer the coach at west virginia university after a second mishap this weekend you're tuned into the sports mix on talk radio wr and r and tv 10 back in two minutes mary glades ain't got bars nor the charge to call her anyways my mind's a mile a minute this is eric at hancock chevrolet over the last decade the way we buy things have evolved now you get on your phone click on it and it shows up at your front door at hancock chevrolet it is that easy we've changed the car buying experience on the i-81 corridor forever and with a return policy better than walmart there's absolutely no reason to buy a new or used car truck or suv anywhere else just like amazon hancock chevrolet will deliver the vehicle to you where you are and on your time and if you don't want it return it no questions asked 
Why waste your time in a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Cumberland to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hancock Chevrolet absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HancockChevy.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want, and your new ride will be delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck, because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit, right off Route 11, is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us. And something that we left work on Friday, not thinking we were going to have to talk about on Monday, was West Virginia University men's basketball, at least in this light. I definitely couldn't have predicted something like this to happen this weekend. No, couldn't have seen this one coming. Uh, I don't think... When we left on Friday, we expect to come in here and say uh, Bob, Bob Huggins, Huggins is, was arrested. Yeah, was arrested for DUI where he blew a point two one more than three times or three times, about three times the legal limit uh, in a university-owned SUV in the city of Pittsburgh. The ironic thing was it's got to have been an immaculate scene at this thing because it was like two blocks away from Acrisure Stadium where Taylor Swift was performing. You have to you have to th- assume that's why the vibes there was, must have there been. was probably an increased police presence in those in the in yeah. the area looking for people who might be intoxicated but uh it's uh, you know not really why Huggins was it was a completely different situation yeah. but I mean what, what can you say uh clearly he was already on probably short leash coming into uh this part you know, of his career, I guess you could say. It was probably going to be his last year uh, after he'd t- gotten the suspension, the salary reduction for what he had said in the Cincinnati radio interview, which I think you probably could have speculated that maybe he was under the influence during the interview that he did. Yeah, I don't think that's that's 
off of what people would speculate. I think that's a good speculation of what. And now you would say, well, there's here's an extra piece of evidence for that. But I mean, you could say, I mean, and he's already done. Like he's already been arrested once in his life for DUI, and then he got he had resigned from that position in Cincinnati after that. So, you know, honestly, as sad as the situation is, I just hope that he gets the help that he needs. Yeah, definitely. Because we're gonna go into some details here, and it was pretty pretty disturbing to read these details that he he quote didn't know where he was he thought he was in columbus ohio um the last thing he said he purchased food from burger king in washington pa at 1 30 p.m um he thought he was in columbus uh again they blew he blew a point two one uh which is wild that he more could than, even more than double the that he could even like stand up to yeah. me at a point two one, more than double the legal limit, close um, to close to triple. From the police, the fact report, that he drove from Washington to Pittsburgh like that is right. That's insane. about 35, 40 very minutes dangerous. to the like. But how did it go from about seven hours later? Like, what did he do in that seven hours? Nobody well, knows. He, he had. He a, there know. was clearly there was a bunch of empty. So empty here I'm going to read this. Car, I'm going to read this. It says from the police report. Quote, at this point, I observed empty beer cans and a white garbage bag on the front passenger side floorboard of Huggins' vehicle. In the trunk of the vehicle was another white garbage bag of empty metal beer beer bottles. A cooler was located right behind the center console in the vehicle with nothing in it, but it was wet. The vehicle was towed to blank. Nothing of value or contraband was observed in the vehicle. So that's all he had in there, which is good that there's nothing else going on that he transported other things. But the fact that... I don't know. It just kind of boggles my mind that, uh, you know, it's it's kind of obviously known um, that he's that there's a problem. Yes. And I've been told by people I know that are in the basketball community uh, that are you know involved in college basketball in the state of West Virginia that it's a known issue. Like they suspected it during that interview. Um, and, you know, he's obviously been arrested in 2000, I believe, four, three for four, DUI. 2004. Yep. Um, yep. And, you know, it's just a sad situation all the way around. And, you know, it, West Virginia made a decision without making a decision. And I think it was shown here that they made the decision to let him resign. It was a classic case of we will let you say that yeah. you resigned or retired so that we don't have you don't have to say that you were fired. Yeah. Which well, I mean it's yeah, go ahead. I was going to say well obviously, you know, this is a tough situation with Bob Huggins, but honestly, I think he probably should have been fired for what he said on the radio. That's that's yeah. exactly what I was about yeah. to say. Yeah. I was I I was done with the 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 radio interview is 2023 that's not it's not acceptable to use the, the language that he did oh, and if he was it. drunk which is what we can at least speculate and kind of presume uh because why would he say that if he wasn't drunk i mean he, he would probably say it but he wouldn't say it publicly right i mean if you use that word uh you know that you shouldn't say that publicly so um you know i think the fact that this is a basketball coach he represents the university and he's had these issues i mean i understand that he has these issues you know and i mean it's a real issue he needs to get his help um but i mean at some point i think you do need to look at yourself in the mirror and you know fix your life and uh for bob huggins i think 
you know, displaying this, these actions of immaturity, essentially. I mean, and I mean, this is just a bad look for WVU. So uh, I felt like he should have been fired when he made that original statement. I understand giving him a second chance. I'm usually for second chances. So, you know, I'm not necessarily completely against the fact that they gave him a second chance to fix what he did wrong. Um, but then just a few months later, six whatever, weeks. Yeah. Yep. I mean, to have this situation I mean, it just shows that so close in timing in over the last six weeks, you know, he's definitely been going through things. I would presume yeah. with this drinking problem that he has and has had for at least a long time. Um, so there's a tweet that I saw. Colin's not going to like where this tweet came from because I know he doesn't like the Go particular ahead. account. The voice of Morgantown. Colin's not a particular fan of their account. He's told me on numerous occasions. Not a lot of people are, but... But it's a picture of Bob Huggins at uh, what is going to be told here. I'll read the tweet. This, quote, this has been a problem for Bob Huggins for a long time, and he has had a lot of enablers. This photo was taken at a coach's caravan event when Huggins was drinking a bottle of beer upon arrival, and it's him somewhere at a coach's caravan event drinking a bottle of beer in the middle of the grass. Yeah, and I believe for those instances, he's had a driver. I I don't want to speculate on that because I'm not 100% sure. I know after this incident, I've seen things circulate saying I thought he had a driver for certain cases. And with you mentioning that it was a university SUV, you probably would think if he has had a driver in any time period before that for something like this, maybe he would. I, I don't know what he was doing i know i think this story went that he earlier that day was at a coach's camp with his brother i don't know how true that that. is he said that but he was drunk so i I don't know if maybe that had happened a while ago and this is all just in his brain while he was intoxicated but it's clear that yes he has a problem whatever has led to this mentally needs fixed and he needs help and with this kind of split, I still hope that the university, because of all the good that he's done for the university and for this state, even though he's no longer the head coach, finds a way to help him and in years to come still honors all the greatness that he has brought to the university and the state, even though right now it's a bad time in his life. And a very bad look on the university. I think, though, at this point, the university may want to, you know, kind of separate themselves. From no, the I, I understand. The it can all that, be under the table in some way of right. helping him and still making sure that he goes and does the things that he was supposed to do with his, uh, why am I blanking on, sensitivity training or whatever it was with the first instance six weeks ago, maybe some AA now. In some way. So I hope they help with that and And eventually. I think we should make it clear, too. I mean, there's, I mean, we all obviously know this, but there's never an excuse to drive drunk. So, um, you know, this is a really bad look for Bob Huggins in terms of his legacy and his reputation as a person because he goes on the radio and he says what he said, which was already hurting his reputation outside. I mean, he's been on our program before, too. Yeah. And, I mean, then you go out and you do this. It's like, you know, this guy, I think, what else is going to come out about Bob Huggins now that he's not in a position of power, I think, could be interesting. Because I've heard some things from people that 
cover WVU and hear the things that he says on the sidelines and maybe it's not always the best so and the way he treats people I've heard isn't always the best so maybe this idea of Bob Huggins that we all have in our head isn't necessarily the person that he is Uh, I don't know but you know we can acknowledge that you know, there's mixed legacies that a lot of the, a lot of people in sports have this sort of, you know, a lot of people in life. Right. Yeah. yeah that they Bob Huggins is one of the great coaches in college basketball history. It just he bar- was the winningest active head coach until until Saturday. Right. But bar none. And then you can acknowledge that and say he was a great coach on, on the court. He could field a lot of great, successful basketball teams. And also, you know, he had some trouble that would kind of cut those tenures short both at Cincinnati and now WVU and now he's there's you know nuance to everything you know the guys aren't all bad aren't all good we can acknowledge he did some bad things did some good things and that's just how pretty much everyone is you know you know and but now we have to acknowledge that at this current present point in time he is not fit to be a basketball coach and we can acknowledge that and move on. And now we have to see in the future of WVU basketball and say, who's going to, who's going to be the next coach. That's what I was going to say. Where do they go from here? Right. All these players, the current team go from here because we knew a month ago, set eight weeks ago, we were talking about the best, you know, on paper, the best college basketball team in the big 12 next season. Right. At least the best transfer class. Yes. I don't know about the best team still. Uh, yeah, I mean, Obviously, the other teams, there's great. always, you know, guys coming in and well, out. Especially. How many of these guys are going to stay now? Exactly. That's, that's, the, that's the thing. We've heard there's, you know, reports that as many as eight guys could leave the team. And, Today. Right. So it's going to be a tough task for whoever the next coach is to field a, a team in general, perhaps, or at least try to convince the players that are there right now to stay. I think it's going to be an impossible task to make sure that they all do. It's inevitable that some of them are going to like leave because every time there's a coaching change like this, but, there's some sort of transfers. But where are these players? I mean, to be honest, you're a college player. You're coming. You're in the transfer portal. At this point, what's the most attractive thing to you as a college transfer? It's three letters. NIL. And do you know how much NIL money West Virginia has? Way more money than a lot of college basketball programs. So way that may be lot. why. I wouldn't say way more, but. There's a a, there are a lot of schools that they have way more money than, but there are also other schools that have more than West Virginia. Yes, but too. where are these guys going to get opportunities? Do right. They, I mean, these yeah, are highly rosters, coveted, though. But we, some of these guys are already set. Like, some of these rosters are already set. Nobody else. Like, you're at this true. point in it the is, summer. It is late in the process. So, it, we don't know. But here, is, here's Pat Ford of, of Sports Illustrated. He wrote in a tweet um, that came out Saturday night. Uh, some additional information from sources. WVU search will be national and focus on a full-time replacement, not an interim. While there is a risk that some new transfers could turn around and leave, Keeping the roster intact will not be as important as the right long-term coaching fit. Keeping the NIL war chest that has been accrued by the most by will be important for the new next head coach. Huggins had donor support for keeping his job after the May radio fiasco, but most of that disappeared Saturday. The arrest was the breaking point. Yeah, makes sense. Um, What I was going to say was maybe they could have gone the interim route uh, in terms of maybe an assistant 
on that staff. You but his already, but so, their contracts all expire. No, that's, that's what I was going to say. say. I was going to break in there was that's a crucial point in this is the next couple of weeks or month or so, the con- the haven't had their contracts renewed yet. Right. So they that's can't huge. really go that route. I don't think they will go that route. I, think I mean, they, they could go, go that route. They but. could, but I think it's more likely that they hire a brand new face of the program. Um, and again, it makes sense. You know, even if you lose these guys, you need somebody that's going to build this program for the future and, and be a good role model for the program. Uh, so all that stuff is important. But I mean, I think Huggins has all lost all respect from me just because, I mean, obviously these last few weeks and the fact that you, you know, put other people's lives at risk when you get behind the wheel drunk and then you do it twice, at least that we know of. And he's probably done it more than that. It's just um, amazing that no one was hurt or he wasn't harmed. Yeah. I mean, that's the good thing, but I just, I have no respect for the guy at this point. Colin, do you have any other final thoughts on this as the big resident WV basketball fan? I just hope that the program, the assistant coaches, former players, current players can get through this, but most especially that Coach Huggins can get through this and find the help that he needs. Dylan? Uh, I mean, I think it makes sense that they focus the coaching search on the right long-term fit rather than just making sure the roster stays together because, you know, you can find a coach that keeps the current guys on the roster, but then turns out he's not a very good coach, then that's going to be a bad decision in the long run. That and Joe Missoula is not leaving the Celtics for WVU. <laughs> if he gets fired, sure, maybe, you know. He's not getting fired. He's, not, right getting fired. he's not, though, yeah. Well, quickly, if you could name one person to be your replacement between the two of you because you're WVU fans, who would it be? At first I said Beeline, but if he's not long-term, then nah. Justin Namalik. (laughs) (laughs) All right, this segment is sponsored in part uh, by Orsini's Home Store, not just appliance store any longer. Uh, get your Traeger grills at Orsini's at 360 Hack Wilson Way or online at Orsini's.com. We'll be back after this two-minute break, and we'll talk Bradley Beal getting traded out of Washington and what the return haul was. Did the Wizards uh, – what's the word? I'm, I can't even remember the word. Get uh, They get they get taken for it all, I guess, is what I'm trying to say here. We'll talk about that on the other side of this two-minute break. You're tuned to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Have you been smoking? Uh. I can smell it. Hickory. I'm going to watch you smoke the whole pack. Shut now and save at Orsini's today. Have you been smoking? Uh. I can smell it. Hickory. I'm going to watch you smoke the whole pack. Shut now and save at Orsini's today. Whether it's a strain, sprain, or fracture, WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine in Charlestown and Spring Mills now offer same-day appointments. No referral is needed unless required by your insurance carrier. WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine offers the exceptional care you expect for the injuries you don't. For same-day appointments at WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, call 304-725-BONE. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. 
At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Remember when you were a little kid and saw your first deer? Oh, how cute. As an adult, maybe you've had a different experience. Where'd that come from? Bambi mess up your dream machine? Call Cody's Auto Body today at 304-901-4777 and get the work done right the first time. Cody's Auto Body, 851 Wilson Street in Martinsburg, has a team of auto body professionals with a lifetime of experience putting your ride back together again, regardless of how it got that way. Cody's Auto Body. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. This edition of the Sports Mix. Bye, 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 in sync at the request of one Nick Verzellini. Yeah, bye, bye, Bradley Beal. Uh, not necessarily a happy bye, bye there, but I guess in terms of the Wizards finally put this team into a direction is what I'm happy about it. And, and I have a few things that I think are kind of bothering me about this situation. One is a lot of Wizards fans are very upset by the front office saying that they don't know how to run the team these are all new guys and they did the best i think with the situation that was given to them you gotta remember bradley beal had a no trade clause so essentially he was trading for himself he was essentially the gm trading himself so they couldn't really get much back from the phoenix suns or from any team uh what they did get back wasn't very good i'll yes but the frustrating part for Wizards fans is that Bradley Beal should have been traded in, like, 2018. Not yeah. re-signed last year. Yeah, not re-signed with this no-trade clause. They should have went into this rebuild much earlier than they did. But you can't really blame the current front office because they just got there. So they're doing the best with what the situation is. Um, the, the, I mean, what they got back is not good. Uh, by any stretch, but it was probably the best that they could do that would also make Bradley Beal ha- happy. Now, my hot take, because Colin wanted to hear a hot take today, <laughs> this trade does not make the Phoenix Suns better, is my hot take. Apparently, according to things I've seen wow. on, Ooh, on grades, according to ESPN take. grades, it makes the Wizards better than the Suns. Well, th- they're saying that the Wizards won the trade, yes. which I didn't really understand why they gave the Wizards well, a B minus. So Woj said this morning on ESPN the Wizards' best offer was from the Suns. They're getting five to six second round picks, which equals two first round picks, and they get off the Beal contract and can take bad contracts next summer from teams to get more picks. So they're going complete. They're not half halving this rebuild. They're going complete rebuild, tear up the team, blow it all up, take on contracts like the freaking Phoenix Coyotes are doing in hockey or Arizona Coyotes are doing in hockey where they're taking guys that aren't going to play and on contracts. I'm with the idea that this trade is good for the Wizards in the sense that it, it, it's a salary dump in a way and you get that big Bradley Beal contract off of your, off your, off your books. And you're gonna get rid of Chris Paul in some way, whether it's you know cutting him, trading him to the you know whatever it may be. Landry Shamit, it can be a solid bench guy if you want to keep him. 
the idea that six, five or six first round or second round picks is the same as getting two firsts that I'm, that's I, I know that's so what like, a, trade value compensation charts would equal it up to. That's it, who cares. You have a two percent chance of getting an all star in the second round. Right. Yeah, and it doesn't. You know, it could value wise equal a late first round. Sure. I mean, you saw a bunch of players at the trade deadline traded for five first round, uh, five second round picks like Jay Crowder and the like. But uh, outside of that, it, you know, you got two pick swaps. Sure, the Suns probably betting on being pretty good, so they might not even come to fruition. But it, essentially, this is just a salary dump. And again, it's the no trade clause. If you, if you hadn't given him no trade clause, you might have gotten something for him. And I'm with you, Nick. As early as like the day before these rumors of Beal's uh, trade uh, possibility came out. And I was thinking in terms of the heat, the the report that they were going star hunting. And I was like, well, Bradley Beal would make sense for them. But are the Wizards just going to run this back again? Why do they keep doing this when they should just rebuild? But yeah. they, they finally, they're finally getting to it. I'm going back to your hot take. Call me crazy. I actually like it. Because the Suns only got five guys now under contract. Aiton, no draft Durant, picks. Booker, Beal, Payne. And no draft picks. Four of those guys, Booker, five years, $260 million. Beal now four years, $207.6 million. KD, three years, $153.4 million. Aiton, three years, $101.9 million. So four players have a combined $723 million fully guaranteed. So how are the Suns going to work with that to find depth, which is the issue that they had this year? Ten players. Yeah, for me, they they have no depth. It it makes the Suns better, but not in the way that they needed to get better. Are they going to make another trade? They probably have to. I think the move here is to probably Aiton. trade DeAndre Ayton for, yeah, Aiton. For, for, uh, for you know a handful of guys and some yeah. picks and whatever that you can just, just cobble together a bench. Because I mean Bradley Beal and Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. For me, Beal is an upgrade over Chris Paul. Chris Paul is not he doesn't do the same thing that Chris Paul does. He doesn't, but it's it's an upgrade for me. It's he's, he's going to score a lot more points. Who's going to run the point? Who's going to bring the ball up and Devin distribute? Booker. Devin Booker has okay. shown to be a very competent facilitator. But can he do point. it for an entire season? I think he can, can especially when he can healthy? also give up the ball to Kevin Durant, let him cook. And Bradley Beal has shown that he's kind of been a bit of a point guard, not really a, much, a whole lot of a facilitator. This feels like the Brooklyn Nets round two. It probably is. Because, listen, it, it, the thing for me is that, yes, the Suns got better, but did they get better in a meaningful way? Because to me, I saw the you know Twitter post or whatever that's like, who's going to stop this trio? And my thought was, probably the Nuggets. <laughs> Again, yeah. <laughs> the other thing themselves. with this is yeah. these guys don't stay healthy. Bradley Brad, Beal yeah. has only played ninety games in the last three years. People keep forgetting about that. The guy hasn't been on the floor. Yeah. So if you can't stay on the floor, you can't contribute. Kevin Durant gets hurt all the time too, and that was the problem with Chris Paul and why they couldn't win a championship. Uh, so I don't think this makes the Suns that much better. I think they're still a top four seed in the West. Uh, with what they have, but are they better than the Nuggets? No. Uh, so it it doesn't make them a championship team in my mind. I mean, they need to figure out something. They probably need to move DeAndre Aiden. And who's going to really want DeAndre Aiden? Because he's a yeah. seven-footer that isn't a great rim protector. And he's got a big contract now yeah. like, that, the, that the Pacers gave him, but the Suns decided to match. And it wasn't even like clear that 
the Suns didn't really want to do that. They kind of just needed to, so they didn't lose him for nothing. Right. But now they they can trade him for something. But what is it? What would it be? They could keep him also. I mean, to me, I think it still keeps the Suns maybe the number two team in the West right now because they do have Devin Booker and That's Kevin Durant. Healthy, yeah. Right. That's the thing that was going into this playoffs they were the favorites to win the west and a lot of that was assuming they were healthy and then chris paul got hurt like he does every playoffs and it basically the team was just kevin durant and devin booker because deandre ayton wasn't doing much in the playoffs either so like i said it doesn't make them better in a meaningful way the way that they needed to improve but i can still say you know it's nuggets first in the west then probably still the Suns, because I think the Lakers, what their supporting cast is going to look like is kind of up in the air with Austin Reeves as a free agent and, the, and the D'Angelo Russell as well. What are the Chris Warriors going to what are the Warriors going to look like? <laughs> Maybe Chris Paul. What are the Warriors going to look like? The Clippers. Clippers they can't say. I mean, you yeah. talk about the Warriors. We four time NBA champions and Draymond Green declining his player option today. Right. Yeah, I, I think that's big news. That just came out of twelve oh five. Uh, according to Shams of the Athletics. So how does that make things move as well? I mean, that's going to be a big moving part in things. I'm sure the intention is that he's going to come back to the Warriors on like a three-year deal instead of you just opting into the one year that he has just because he's getting towards the end of his career. So he wants probably one more big contract while he can still get it. Uh, But, I mean, hey, Bob Myers isn't with the Warriors anymore. And that's who put that whole team together, really. And they got to get rid of Jordan Poole. At some point, it seems yeah. to be the case because of the fact that, you know, Draymond punched Jordan Poole. Uh, and I think that carried over into the season, obviously, because if somebody punches you, you're not going to really want to work with them. Um, and if you decided to punch somebody, you probably didn't want to work with them. So yeah. uh, I think that from a chemistry point, I mean, they're probably going to trade him and try to get some sort of superstar, I would think, to join this team. If the Warriors add another guy that can score on his own i mean kevin durant's not sitting out there but if you can add a guy similar to that uh to throw into this offense with steph and they need to get bigger too so maybe i mean aiden wouldn't go to the warriors because they wouldn't trade for him i think the talk around the trade deadline was that they were trying to get og and an from the from the raptors i think if the raptors want to tear down that getting jordan Poole for him would make some sense since they fred van fleet's a, a free agent they need a big though they have nobody big and how can you guard the nuggets kavan looney is better than a lot of options but, but yeah. he's not big enough he's only like yeah. six nine he's he can't stop i mean nobody can stop Jokic, but you need somebody to you know at least protect the rim against them i don't think small ball works for this team as much as it used to so i think they're gonna have to get a little bit bigger i don't know what direction they go in but uh it's you know it's probably the most exciting off season in sports is the nba so looking forward to seeing what all happens with it we will have a lot more to talk about in the nba off season as june ends july starts august go through the dog days of august but that will do it for this segment of the sports mix brought to you in part by parsons ford kent parsons ford in martinsburg they became number one by making you number one first go to parsonsford.com for more on the side of this break we'll wrap things up talk nats and o's as well as the pirates they promoted their former number one overall pick we'll talk about that on the other side of this two minute break you're tuning in the sports mix on talk radio wrnr tv 10 took the long way to your I can still hear the sound of you saying don't go. With 
four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Do you have someone in a nursing home, or are you worried about somebody you love going into a nursing home? The law firm of Daniel Staggers can protect your assets. Call the law firm of Daniel Staggers today at 304-267-3915. The Daniel Staggers Law Firm does elder care law, estate planning, and special needs trusts for disabled children and family members. Visit the Daniel Staggers Law Firm for your initial free consultation at 133 East John Street in Martinsburg. The Daniel Staggers Law Firm, when you need asset protection for you or for a family member. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this Monday, June 19th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us. Segment sponsored in part by the Mary's Group and Ameriprise. Financial advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy, stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg or call 304-263-4343 as we begin to wrap up this edition of the Sports Mix. About uh, six or so minutes left in today's show. We'll talk MLB baseball national. Well, first, actually, we will first start with the Pirates. They have promoted their former number one uh, pick, Henry Davis, uh, to the big leagues. It's pretty big as uh, number one pick. Yeah, Uh you know, the year, I guess he was drafted. I, I think remember. I saw 21. Yeah, 21. So what was it, a year after Rutschman or? Yeah, it would yeah. be. So, or two years after. Um, but either way, I remember the Orioles were in contention for the number one pick, and there was maybe a thought that, or whatever pick they did have that year, that maybe they would take Henry Davis if he slid uh, to them. But that would have been, you know, quite a weird situation to have two young catchers on your team. But, uh, you know, Davis is an exciting young prospect that is joining now an exciting young team in the Pittsburgh Pirates. So yeah, he can play catcher and right field. Right, he's Cam Moore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Nick, do you remember the other day? This is kind of random and off the cuff, but I saw this last night. Remember we were talking about? Uh, I don't remember what the the situation was, but I was saying uh, about uh, Lane DeLauter when he got that pinch hit walk-off 
Yeah. And we we're talking about the LSU player. Mm-hmm. Do you know where that LSU player plays now? For the Pirates? No, in the Nationals organization. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I saw an interview with him yesterday, and they said, do people still talk to you about that time you said you hit dingers? And uh, he's like, yeah, that's, that's most people come up to me. They're like, you're the guy that uh, was a PO, right? <laughs> and then got on it. But I just thought that was a funny aside there. Uh, the Nationals, uh, horrible weekend for them. They get swept by the Marlins. The Marlins are the new Nationals where they're, like, actually relevant. Oh, I thought you were just going to maybe say back when the Nationals were relevant, they always beat the Marlins, and now the Marlins always beat the Nationals? I'm saying, like, the the Marlins were so bad for so long, and they get that John Carl or whatever his name is, contract off of their books, and they get, you know, some draft picks. They do, you know, they build through the draft. Yeah, now they look. Draft picks in the MLB. Whatever. They build through the draft prospects. They build through the draft prospects and, and, you know, people going up through their system. And now they're looking like a legit MLB team because for the last 15 years, they really didn't. Yeah, they're a fun, young team, kind of like uh, we just talked about with the Pirates. I believe there are only a few games behind Atlanta now. And, yeah, I believe they just swept for the second time. The Nats, I believe, I think is what I heard, 6-0 and now on the season against Washington. So Nats are back in action. Here at 4.05, we'll have the game 3.35 pregame as they start a series with the St. Louis Cardinals. Josiah Gray on the mound versus, uh, is it Eric Flaherty? Could Jack be wrong. Flaherty? Jack Flaherty. Uh, it'll be, that should be an interesting matchup. A 3.19 ERA for Gray versus a 4.64 ERA for Flaherty. Um, and Hopefully you can beat the Cardinals. They're just as bad. Yeah, hopefully the Nats and the Cardinals. Hopefully it's a good series. But then tomorrow's game will be at 7.05, and Wednesday's game will be at 4.05. How are the O's doing? They lost two to the Cubs. Uh, looked pretty solid yesterday, though. I mean, we'll see. I mean, they'll get back into winning, I'm sure. But Listen, shout out to Austin Hayes, the season he's having. Among all hitters in the American League, First in batting average, mm-hmm. seventh in slugging percentage, sixth in OPS, and sixth in total hits. But he won't be an all-star. It's disgraceful. Disgraceful. Leader in batting average, not going to be an all-star. It's like when Bradley Beal led the league in points per game and wasn't an all-star. I don't know. That's a little, That feels a little different to me. It doesn't feel different. <laughs> well, it's different. His fight, team was bad. Fight, the Orioles fight. are good. But Bradley Beal is a legend. In whose mind? His own? He's second all-time in Washington points. Shout out to Elvin Hayes yeah. to secure, keep that record around. That's true. And Elvin Hayes deserves it more than Bradley Beal. Oh, this is very random, but it's about baseball. And I saw this the other day, and I wanted to bring it up on the show, and I is totally forgot. Is this a baseball forgot. segment? Yeah, we're talking about, <laughs> we were talking about Bradley Beal. We are talking about the Washington Bullets. <laughs> but we're talking about the Nationals and the O's and whatever here. Uh, so, did you guys see that uh, the Cardinals had put out an invitation to, I believe it was David Freeze, to be in their Hall of Fame? And he declined? I did see that, yes. He declined the invite to go into the Hall of Fame because he, quote, wasn't worthy. Oh, give me a break with Jimmy Butler, the Jimmy Butler mentality. I don't know, but I think that's just crazy that he wasn't worthy. Wasn't he their World Series MVP? I think so. I guess that's not quite the Jimmy Butler thing. That that was, I didn't like the Jimmy Butler's answer about, oh, I'm not going to go to the Hall of Fame because I'm not an individual guy. Who cares? He'll be retired. He's going to get a team anymore. This is something I have. Quote, this is something I've they given extreme an amount of thought to humbly, uh, even though the voting process began. 
I am aware of the impact I am helping the team to bring great memories to the city I grew up in, including the 11th championship, but this honor means more to me. I don't... I look at this as who was during my tenure and that weighs on me heavily. The Cardinals and the entire city have had my back in every way. I'm forever grateful, but basically thanks to the fans, I don't want to be on it. But that'll do it for this edition of the Sports For Dylan, Colin, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Fully operated and proud to support our local community. Talk Radio WRNR Martinsburg, Spring Mills, Harpers Ferry.